I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. On today's podcast, the fabulous Adam Richard returns for part two of our review of The Batman. My name is Justin Hamilton. Ah, take it easy, sweetheart. You're listening to Big Squid. Welcome to part two of my chat with the fabulous Adam Richard about the Batman. This is the episode that is full of spoilers. Repeat, this is the episode that is full of spoilers. If you want to hear our thoughts without spoilers, check out part one of this podcast. Uh, I'd, I'd probably even listen to part one, even if you're fine with spoilers, because we do build on our ideas and thoughts from there. We uh, really enjoyed this movie and wanted to make certain we didn't accidentally ruin this for anyone, hence why we split the talks into two episodes. We, I was going to put this at the end of the first episode, and then, you know, you're not paying attention, you're doing things... It just slides into the next part and then suddenly you're hearing something you don't want to hear. So that's why we have split these in half for you. Uh, Before we get into it, I've returned to blog writing, which has been a lot of fun. If you'd like to check out uh, some of that stuff, head over to bigsquidpod.com. You can find a bunch of new pieces there. I went and saw the 50th anniversary of The Godfather on last week. Sunday, I think it was. And, uh, you know, when you've seen a movie a lot, you find uh, a scene that stands out to you more than usual, or it's just one that you focus on more. And uh, this one was, uh, I was just focused on his steady hands. If you've seen The Godfather, you'll know what I mean. Uh, so you can find that blog over there. I have a I have a fun one coming up on uh, either Monday or Tuesday next week as well. Uh, Over here, we will be covering uh, Severance. I'll be doing Squidbit episodes. They're short episodes of the podcast. And uh, we will be covering Severance uh, episode four on Monday morning. And uh, then there'll be more podcasts after that. Um, 
Also, uh, if you would like to head to patreon.com forward slash Justin Hamilton underscore Big Squid, you can sign up to a tier that suits you and receive bonus podcasts, written scripts, early looks at works in progress, and all sorts of goodies. Uh, my subscribers receive an episode dedicated to them as well. Uh, that's uh, for all our Patreon subscribers, whichever tier you're on. And these two episodes have been dedicated to uh, Isabel Fanot, who uh, has been a keen supporter of this podcast very early on, like really early on. So uh, a big shout out to Isabel. I hope you're well. I hope you're enjoying uh, this two-part podcast and uh, thank you for all of your support. We're going to dive deep into the movie now. So remember, there are spoilers ahead, (laughs) just in case you're not aware. There are spoilers and uh, there's going to be another warning coming. (laughs) But uh, sit back and enjoy us chatting about Matt Reeves' new version of The Batman. Bruce Wayne. Sorry. I wouldn't be bothering you here, but your people keep telling me you're unavailable. You know, you really could be doing more for this city. Your family has a history of philanthropy, but as far as I can tell, you're not doing anything. This is the one with spoilers. Spoilers. I I know that I've already recorded uh, an intro that tells you that there's spoilers because I know I'm going to do that in the future, which is a little bit like the last podcast where I talked about I was going to record this and that last one didn't have spoilers. But anyway, there's spoilers. There's spoilers. Don't hold this against us. Many spoilers. We are warning you. We're assuming you've seen the movie. Yes. Or have no interest. Or have no interest. Yeah. And then, you know, we're going to save you three hours yeah, by doing all the spoilers. Or we're going to make you go, oh, I do want to see that oh, for yeah. three hours. Yeah, yeah, sometimes that can Bladder happen. Bladder be damned. <laughs> <laughs> Bladder be damned. Um, an interesting look at uh, this version of, uh, of Batman through Patterson, where one of the things that I didn't like in the trailer mm. was the moment where he just beats the shit out of someone and says, you know, I'm vengeance, you know, yeah. and I was a bit like, oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. But what is fascinating in this film is when we get to the end, we'll, we'll talk more about the end, mm. but one of the villainous people says, uh, I'm vengeance, and you suddenly realise, oh, he... He can't. He can't be this guy. Yeah. He's he's not that far removed, and he's learning a lesson. Yeah. And it it's interesting. This feels like a a reverse engineering because normally we start off with a Batman who is quite optimistic and he gets beaten down over time. Yeah. This Batman comes in pretty broken. Yeah. And it's emo Batman. And he has to step up. Yeah. He's. You know, he writes in a journal in a very similar kind of way to the Riddler. He has a villain say, you know, I'm vengeance. And he kind of... And you even get the shot of him clocking it as well. Like, oh, I say that. Yeah. (laughs) And it's suddenly... And I think it... This is where it reflects 
the modern day really well in that sometimes it's hard to tell who the good guys and the bad guys mm-hmm. are because we all use the same words. We all use the same rhetoric. Yeah. We have we have right-wing Republicans standing behind what Putin is doing in the Ukraine. Yeah. You know, we we have we have bullies pushing back against being bullied. We have Wayne Carey on SAS Australia essentially saying, you know, all those terrible things I did, these are things to be used in TV as an overcoming to become a better person. Like, the world is so confused. How can you tell whether he's having an emotion, though? Because his entire face is paralysed. Like... You could project an outdoor movie on his forehead. Like, you know... Moonlight Cinema this year held on Wayne Carey's head. Yeah. (laughs) If if only I didn't have to look at Wayne Carey's head, it probably wouldn't be a bad thing. But, uh, yeah, so I think this version of Batman is uh, what differentiates it and makes it stand out is I think it really reflects the ugliness of... Mm the everyday world. And also that kind of thing where it's like uh I'm right therefore you're wrong. Yeah. And there's a you know a real sense of that especially in the online narrative it's like you know no no you don't understand you got to do your own research and it's like all that kind of thing where it's like I'm in my echo chamber I only believe what I believe. Right. And then you get this character this main character who obviously has a very you know, single-minded way of looking at things and then to find that other people are doing essentially the same thing right. as he's doing and he's like, oh, is it is it bad yeah. what I've been doing? Yeah, is, have I been going about this the wrong way? Like, is being a vigilante not okay? Right. Like, have I inspired... Like, I've inspired fear in the villains, which is what I wanted. Yeah. But I've also inspired people to take these kind of egregious, murderous actions because they think they're doing the same thing as I am. Yes, and that's what makes uh, Paul Dano's Riddler compelling because I feel like the mistake with this movie would have been having someone... Like, the Joker being someone who looks like he can physically stand opposite... uh, uh, Christian Bale mm. and also um, uh, Aaron Eckhart. Like yeah. you know, they're all physically kind of quite imposing guys. That yeah. all makes that makes sense for that era. Yeah, and then for this era, we have a Riddler who looks like someone who spent a lot of time, you know, on playing chat, chat forums, chat forums, and writing hideous comments at the bottom of YouTube videos. Yeah, writing, you know. <laughs> Uh, getting upset about shit that they don't need to be upset Make, about. Making YouTube videos about the Easter eggs you missed in the Pride and Prejudice movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, what you didn't know is that Elizabeth Bennett is also in the book. <laughs> <laughs> Three edits and a, and, a, and a flash grab, but the uh, but yeah, he's 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 kind of perfect in that he is uh, he's just kind of wet and yep. he's kind of weak and. You know, when you realise that it, it's like the moment that the movie really soared for me mm. is when uh, he finally speaks to Batman. Yeah. and Which is like two hours and 45 minutes in. Like it's a long time in. Yeah. Because a lot of time he's just breathing heavily. Right. <laughs> and communicating through notes. Like through notes and through jokes and everything. Yeah. And you think, oh my God, like he is... 
he's bringing everything back to he, he you wants know to take down the Batman and then you realise oh no he thinks he's working with him yeah which is perfect for a villain in this era you know another thing that I realised made me think of Fincher in this film is the weird Riddler cipher which is like the Zodiac killer yes cipher like one of your a, most frustrated uh, yeah. films I hate it and I love it all in equal measure yeah <laughs> Um, give me an ending. Give me an ending. Uh, <laughs> someone make a phone call. Just text him. No, they don't have that yet. <laughs> um, but one of my yeah, I think, I think the the interesting thing about like that's what makes it feel like a very nineties movie is because right. like he's behaving like that, you know, archetypal gross serial killer. Like you know, which yeah. became such a thing that that's every episode of Criminal Minds essentially. Right. right. <laughs> um, so it kind of feels like, you know, you know, oh, this is fairly well-trodden ground. Yeah. But then when it pivots around to being, oh, it's not just a bog-standard serial killer. Like, he's doing, you know, he's kind of the... Uh, who's the character? Um, like, he's a real-life character. Um, who's played by Billy Eichner in the... Oh, in Mindhunter? No, no, no. In... Um, What's the the TV show? Im- impeachment, Drudge, the Drudge uh, Report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's that kind of you know early internet thing. It's like I'm going to out all of your secrets. Yeah, as well and murder you at the same time. Right, uh, <laughs> right. Like it's that kind of you know reckless uh, kind of online behavior, which is you know like doxing people where people think that they're doing something for the greater good. Right. By revealing the home address of someone who they have a disagreement with, as yes. opposed to someone who's actively evil or yeah. awful, it's just like, oh no, I don't like that person, so I'm going to tell everyone their home address, and right. can you all go and spam them now? Right, and so it's that kind of, you know, yeah, Paul Dano is playing like that kind of gross person, but because he's so compelling, yeah, an actor, you're like, I want more from you now. Right. I want to hear about your crazy manifesto. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he's, you know, he's he's awful because he's he's kind of got one foot in the right camp. Yeah. Uh, which is part of what makes him compelling. Yeah. You know, getting back to the Fincher uh, comparisons, he is, he's, uh, I don't like to speak of the dead, but it's Kevin Spacey in yeah. Seven. Yeah. And he's projecting himself as Brad Pitt in Fight yeah. Club. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> essentially. Um, and he is—he uh, thoroughly- you know what? If this movie was made in the nineties, yeah, it would have been—it um, <laughs> would have been like you know that script that Nicolas Cage's twin brother writes. Oh, in- an adaptation, <laughs> adaptation. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It was him all along. Like yeah. he would get to the end of the film and he would pull his mask off, and the Batman would have been the Riddler the whole time, the whole time. <laughs> yeah, right. Great. And played by Robert De Niro for some bizarre reason. Oh, yeah. Maybe. That that is slightly too late for the De Niro, which is perfect for this uh, example. (laughs) Like, seriously, there was. I watched a movie where that was the ending, and I was convinced it was the movie that. That the, that the twin, the, the twin Charlie Kaufman had written. written yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was Robert De Niro, and he was being acted around the corner, and like was struggling to keep up with Dakota Fanning, who I think was ten right. in the film. Right. <laughs> wow. I saw her do that to a bunch of actors like back then. Like this one with um, it's a Tony Scott film with Denzel Washington not managing to keep up with her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Little powerhouse that one. Yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah, Dano is uh, is great, and uh, there's two scenes where he really nails it for me. One is when he's finally captured. Yeah, and the look of happiness on his face when oh, he yeah. sees the Batman because at the time you mistake it for and now here's the end of my grand plan to yeah. prove I know who the Batman is and I, this is all coming together and then the scene where Batman goes and visits him in Arkham and he keeps saying, you know, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne. You go, fuck, he knows who yeah. Bruce Wayne is. But what he's saying is I killed all the people I wanted to kill and Bruce Wayne's the only one who got away from me and you're like... Oh fuck! He doesn't know he doesn't. that he's it's so why so why is he there? Moment. And then he think and this is the second best bit. And he thinks that they're in cahoots. Yeah. And then the look on his face when he realizes that they're not. Yeah. It's it's terrifying. Like that's the scariest part of the film. Oh, and also then realizing that Batman is not as smart as he thinks he is. Yeah. Yeah. Like and he doesn't just, he doesn't know that. That Alfred's been working on the cipher. He doesn't right. know that you know that Batman is is getting assistance from Gordon. Like, yeah, to the point where I absolutely loved like Gordon allowing him into crime scenes. Right, and all the other cops going, "It's a crime scene!" Like, yeah, he's like, he's got gloves on. Calm down. Yeah, it's such a funny <laughs> moment. Yeah, yeah, the pushback from the cops in this is yeah. good, and they're kind of. Really antagonistic towards him, yeah. and uh, which you would be like, it's yeah. a, that feels true. Yeah, yeah, it really does feel true. But also, it because as the film reveals, you know, everyone is corrupt. Like everyone. a lot of the police are corrupt, or like yeah. a lot of the upper echelons of the justice department are corrupt. So it makes sense for Gordon to reach out to an independent contractor, <laughs> right? Right, <laughs> to go, I need other eyes on this because I don't trust anyone. I can't trust anybody. Yeah. Uh, and and in this film, uh, you know, uh, once again, talking about uh, how this movie reflects our current age, we believe at this point in our time that all our heroes have feet of clay. Yes. And this is reflected in the movie, from the disappointment of the Obama administration to the countless stories revealed about the stars of entertainment that have let us down uh, in this we discover that Bruce's father isn't as squeaky clean mm-hmm. as his son would like to believe and you know and we find out that his mother had issues as well yeah. what, what, what did you think of uh, this version of the Waynes um, look the comics have done so many horrendous things to the Waynes over the years like it's hard yeah. to actually <laughs> you go well this seems like the most palatable version yeah the only my only problem is that um i feel like andy circus oh we're gonna do the andy circus uh, thing now well it's kind of like he gets the scene of explaining that you know the implication is that thomas wayne has been complicit in all of this corruption right but which he isn't which is not, but he does make a bad choice. Well, he, at some well point. he creates the you know the fund that everyone's siphoning off for the rest yeah. of the next twenty years, um, and dies before he can stop it. Yeah. Um, well, it, 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 I got the impression it was going to be something good, and once he died, then it was yeah. taken advantage of. Yeah, and he was going to dob everyone in. Yeah. Um, he was about to go. Oh, look, this happened. And yeah. That's when he was killed. Um. So yeah, it's it's interesting that you know the death of Batman's parents is still a major plot point, yeah. even though we don't have to watch it happen again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like the because the scene where it's revealed that it was just a momentary blip in an otherwise you know um, 
spotless career. Yeah, and a, a, a very upstanding character is delivered by Andy Serkis as Alfred and it's just, I feel like it's beyond him as an actor. That one scene? Because he's good scene. before. He's great before. Yeah. He's great with the, you know, he's doing the ciphering stuff. He's, you know, trying to get Bruce to not be Batman all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like there's zero chemistry between them. Like, and maybe that's something Pattinson decided, like, he's not my real dad kind of, because he's playing it. Batman like a petulant teenager. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. an extent. Um, but yeah, it's just there's that one scene between them which is Yeah. And look, I I get Matt Reeves choosing to give this role to Andy Circus because it's like he you know he was an ape for a lot yeah. of those two movies, those big, gigantic Planet of the Apes movies, and Andy Circus does all the heavy lifting. Yeah. Um, in the motion capture suit and just like, you know, hand him a roll. But yeah, I just, I don't know. And maybe I've, I'm also dirty on him because I saw that Venom Carnage movie that he directed. Right. And <laughs> he can't shake it. I can't. I, <laughs> but I, I feel like it's the one slightly off note yeah. performance-wise in the film and in a movie that's pretty... And it's a really pivotal scene. Like, yeah. Like if it wasn't so important, like you'd go... Oh, yeah, I might leave this one out. Right. But it's like, oh, no, this needs to be in there because it explains a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, like, you'd, you'd almost go like, oh, can't, can't Alfred just send him a text message? Right, yeah. <laughs> no, no, your dad was good. He just made one bad choice. Oh, yeah, great. Move on. Yeah. But, but it, it, it's funny because the, you know, the reveal that Thomas Wayne, you know, because uh, the Riddler is taking out all of these... Yeah. Uh, people that he sees as corrupt people in positions of power who all turn out to be what I like is varying uh, degrees of corrupt. Yes. Like uh, 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 Peter Sarsgaard is just weak. Who he- I thought was Corey Stoller for the whole movie. Oh, that's so funny. Well, you know... <laughs> you, you know, know bald white guys, they all look the same. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought I was sitting opposite uh, Corey Stoller now. But, um, but big, uh, big shout out to... not. Not many couples can say that they've both been blown up in a Batman movie I as well. <laughs> I nearly texted you that last night, but I wanted to say even until I saw you. Um, but, you know, his character, he's only in it for a little while, but mm. he is, he's, he's a good uh, flavour of corrupt. He's just weak. Yeah. And Which is why I thought it was um, Old Mate. Because yeah. of that character he plays in uh, House of Cards. House of Cards. Not to speak of the dead again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. It's Kevin Spacey alive. Damn it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, so I like... And, you know, we get the implication that Thomas Wayne is corrupt and we discover that he just tried to scare a journalist uh, to stop them from yeah. uh, revealing that his wife has manic episodes yeah. and ends up in Arkham. Uh, so, you know, it's it, but it feels like it's. I don't know if it's the scene. I don't know if it's the acting. I don't know if maybe the scene is just slightly off. It just it just feels like that should be a little bit more emotional. It just feels yeah. like it should hit a little bit harder. And I felt like the writing felt even a bit stolid. Like yeah, that, like it was like here is. The exposition scene, like, and I yeah. never really felt that in any other parts of the movie. Neither did I, except for that scene. So it's it's either 
you know, maybe the script went through too many rewrites and just ended up bleeding everything out of it. Yeah. Because the other thing is, like, Pattinson just is, like, sitting there. Yes. Staring at him. Like, yes. looking like, why aren't you reacting to this more? Yes. Or why? Like, it's just, yeah. It's, but again, like, you know, maybe it's the bung note you need to make the rest of it smell sweet. Like, you know, right. when you make a perfume that you put in, like, a stinky one, mm-hmm. there's, like, a really bad note that brings out the the rest of it the the florals and citruses and like by putting in actual poo no it's not yeah. actual poo yeah but <laughs> <laughs> you know it's I'm, 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 i know i said this to you last night but i'm gonna say it again it's like uh <laughs> it's like russell crowe in les miserables right like yes <laughs> like he makes everyone else sound like amazing singers yeah because yeah. he's just kind of rasping his way through this thing and Pierce Brosnan in Mamma Mia. Like, you know, there's not many great singers in Mamma Mia. Yeah. But Pierce Brosnan is making them all look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and this one scene elevates the rest of the film, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. It's it's funny. It is. I it, do wonder if there was more of Andy Serkis. I wonder if there was more Alfred because there's like, there are a whole lot of unexplained things going on with his character. Like, He's got a walking stick, right? Which is not explained. No, he's covered in these weird scars, yeah, which is not explained. Like maybe he's just really bad at serving tea first thing in the morning. <laughs> like Jesus, get a get a butler who can carry a, a tray. <laughs> but yeah, like I feel like, and and it feels like he's the one that's trained Bruce. Yeah, doesn't it? Like so, it feels like is it? I've never really read it because I'm not really a fan. But the Jeff Johns Earth One Batman, is yeah, it that's yeah, that's more kind of, a of a rough and ready. DIY Batman because yeah. this feels like a DIY Batman as well. Yeah, there, but yeah, there's like there's something going on with him and the and the gammy leg and the yeah. and the many facial scars. And I'm like, was there another scene that he was terrible in that explained all that? Right. And they've just gone. Oh, we've got to keep this one. Right. But yeah, it's like, and nothing against Andy Serkis. Like I think he does some amazing work and he's a great physical actor. But yeah, he's just always a little bit. Ordinary, yeah. When he's not well, uh, as I said to you, they should, have, they should have motion captured and then animated Andy Circus over the yeah. top of him. You know what they should have done is have Andy Circus, <laughs> but then have him playing David Niven. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Resurrected, yeah. like isn't that weird. Yeah. Peter Cushing. Cushing. Yeah, <laughs> which made no sense to me whatsoever. What are you doing? Like, like they've got other characters in that movie. Yeah, who. Were not the same actors, yeah. Playing different, like I don't. Like, what are you doing? What like, are you doing? Yeah, no, I I totally agree. It <laughs> is uh, like it's an interesting it's an interesting plot point. I think it also I, I like it as a as a flavor of adding to this, uh, you know the you know uh, the the development of Robert Patterson's Batman. Or yeah, where, it's you like know, it's his like it's another facet of him questioning like, am I doing the right thing? I've yeah. based all this. On this ideal yeah. that my parents were pure and they were killed by a, a disgusting city. Yeah. So I need to bring purity to this city and finding out that your parents are as disgusting as the city is like, yeah. oh, what am I doing? Yeah, what am I doing? And then uh, nice nice use of all the way through, you know, uh, the, the first uh, murder victims, we see his son yeah. a lot. So you, you see Patterson kind of, you know, seeing himself reflected in that yeah. young boy. And, and he turns up a lot. Like, he, he's mysteriously involved in yeah, way that, too much of the action. Like, I do want to say to the <laughs> mum, that kid needs to get some sleep because yeah. I'm sure he's still going to school. Yeah. But, um, 
<laughs> but you know, by the end, uh, it feels like uh, an earned uh, moment when Batman, for the majority of the film, has been hiding in darkness, and in the yeah. end, he's leading them all yeah. to safety. All these people. Um, the ending is like it. It feels like the ending has one beat too many. Yeah, uh, I. Pers- Not as many as Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. No, which like, I think is still ending now. Somewhere. It's still like I can't wait to. <laughs> I can't wait for it to finish. It does have. Uh, I personally think the. Um, I personally would have taken out the exploding of the dams uh, with the water. Yeah, uh, I know that's kind of biblical. Maybe I'm just a little bit. <laughs> uh, again, it maybe was because we've seen so much flooding and it's been tragic and yeah. it's like it feels. All too real. Yeah. Um, Which is, you know, not the filmmaker's fault. Just no. a bad bit of timing. Yeah. But also it just... So, so there's there's a moment in the movie where we, we find out that the uh, Riddler has been posting videos to his followers, to a yes. select group of followers. Uh, or it's a secret video. And the, the, the first video that we... Or the only video we see, I, <laughs> I heard you laugh and I was laughing <laughs> as well. It was... Because it is that, like... You feel like at the end of him talking about his plan that the next one was going to be what you missed in Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. You know, it does feel like that. But uh, I the laughed, Easter eggs. You, you know, because in in the in the video he has five hundred and seven followers, and it's yeah. like, wow, well, he's only got five hundred and seven followers. I know open micers who have more than that. Yeah. And then that moment becomes terrifying when you realise those five hundred and seven followers are all activated to dress like the Riddler and to go and try and shoot the mayor and shoot as many people as possible. I, so I understand the, the flood to get, you know, it works on a biblical sense, which is the Ave Maria, which kind of, uh, and, and it, and He's it, Noah saving the yeah yeah, and it pushes all these people into uh, an enclosed area. Yes, but uh, I personally just would have taken that out and just had a lot of people at the. I yeah. just locked the doors. I just yeah. would have locked the doors. That's how it but just I, felt like one too many. I yeah, but I guess the thing is like like I said, I would have been quite happy if you know they've caught the Riddler. End of story. Like yeah. His dad wasn't all that bad. I was like, I've been satisfied. This has been great. Oh, yeah. Like this a, has if, been a really satisfying movie. And then it's like, and then we're going to flood the thing. And for me, it felt like, <laughs> you know, in Batman Begins, uh, equally, I would have been fine if um, it had have ended before they drove that machine through Gotham and blew all of the scarecrow toxin up into the air right because it's the same thing it's this big monumental it's like oh it's still a big screen action movie yeah we have to have a huge monumental ending right and you know it's not a tv series where you can get away with just doing some investigating of a crime right right yeah and then shut it down yeah um you got you got to justify that font yeah i i would have been happy with it but i feel like I feel like it was, yeah. Like it feels weird to say. I I feel like it's it's essential. Like you needed the big, a big kind of yeah. moment, a big kind of everything's falling apart. Batman didn't like quite save the day. Like he he was almost ahead of it, and then was like, "Oh no, actually, I have fallen behind." Yeah, detecting what's going on here. Yeah. 
And then, yeah. And, you know, he gets to have his big hero moment. Yeah. Which Batman very rarely gets. Right. Because his big hero moments are always kind of, you know, like you say, in the darkness. It's yeah. It's hanging the Joker from his feet and yeah. then riding off into the night to make Harvey look like a good guy. Yeah. Like, it's he gets to have, oh, I'm going to save that... 10 year old kid again yeah <laughs> yeah um i'm gonna you know lead all these people out of the darkness and out yeah. of the flood and and it's uh, look it's, it looks great it looks amazing yeah the red flare and the final there was uh, a moment when uh, uh just getting back to your point quickly mm. like if it had finished with the riddler realizing that he was never working with batman i actually would have been very satisfied yeah with that ending. and I, I maybe wouldn't have had i probably if I was going to finish it that way, I wouldn't have had Batman get angry. I would have had him just like, nah, mate. Like, I would have had him be really in control. No. Yeah. No, we were never. And then leaving with him going insane in the room, like yeah. realising that everything he'd done was incorrect. Yeah. But um, it, it felt a little bit like, um, you know how the Wolverine, you know, you and I have always argued... Let let Hugh Jackman fight ninety nine ninjas in yes. the in the snow for twenty five minutes. Yeah, we, we, don't, we need, don't need a big silver we samurai. Don't need the silver samurai and the the, the, the the flood felt a bit silver samurai, not as yeah. bad. But having said that, that final scene of him running around taking out the five hundred seven, oh, yeah. like there was a moment where he fucking leaps out of the mist, which was like holy shit, yes. like it was so good. But also, you get uh, you know, you get a great moment of Catwoman yeah. coming and saving him. You get yeah. a great moment for Gordon. Yeah, like it's. I like the mayor too. I thought that was a good character. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. was great. So yeah, I feel like it was like to to pick that out of it would have like there's a lot to like you would have to remove. Like it's, I get why it goes for three hours. Yes. Like, like it's, you know, there's like, you know, I remember there was a story about um, Warner Brothers wanting to cut down uh, The Dark Knight because it went for like two and a half. Right. Or however long it is. Yeah. Um, but Heath Ledger had died and it was like, well, realistically, the only bits you can cut from that movie are whole swathes of Heath Ledger's. Right, final performance, yeah, yeah. Because it's like that's the only way to because you know the all the two face stuff is kind of integral to the movie. Yeah. You know, everything else is really plot involved. So to cut that out would have kind of the movie would have been fine. Yeah, but you know, it's we've we've seen hatchet jobs. Like it might seem incredulous that they would have done that, but we've seen movies oh. that have been. The, the, like, the Justice League. Yeah. Like, I mean, that also didn't need to be four hours. But no, it really didn't. <laughs> but, uh, but, and like that, that, um, that, what's the name? Winter Soldier and his boring friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like boring hey, Captain America. that's unfair to his boring friend. His boring friend <laughs> and his other boring friend. Yeah, his boring friend and his boring friend. Yeah. Boring, boring Captain America and his boring friend. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that, they pulled out a whole storyline and it, yeah. Collapsed in on itself, and you you could feel it. Like yeah. that's part of why that's so disjointed. And yeah, it's all like, over the how place. How do they? How are they know each yeah. other? Why are they having a conversation like this? Have like yeah. four conversations before, and they've only just met. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I feel like, yeah, it's. I I I wanted to not like the end of it. Like I was like, oh, I don't want this to keep going now. Yeah. But that I I did love that moment of 
no, you're not as clever as I thought you were. Yeah. And, oh. Yeah. Him tearing up the carpet and going, oh, shit. Yeah. And also, that clue has been there since the start of the movie. Right. That carpet thing. Like, yeah. You're like, oh, wow. Like, that's been there the whole time. The whole time. And he never saw it. And also, like, I loved that moment of... Because when you're watching the video of him on his social media feed, yeah. you can see all the comments. And yeah, it's like, and you're reading them. You're com- reading them and you're like, what does that all mean? Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, that kind of, that's just... Asking what kind of gun. Yeah. Like, oh, a rifle would be good. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's just, you know, they're yeah. just... That's just, you know, weirdos on the internet yeah. talking about the Second Amendment. Yeah. Um, and yeah. just, you know, whatever. And then when Batman realises, oh, no, that's what's happening. Yeah. that This is a plan that's being made. You're like, oh, that's really clever. That was yeah. staring at me the whole time. The whole time, yeah. Like, yeah. I love that kind of shit. Yeah. No, it, uh, it's it's a nice revelation. And it's... Uh, look, I'm, I'm being... Like I still really enjoyed the ending as well. It was yeah. it was just a lot. It's also one of those things where it's like uh, I'm really looking forward to the second viewing of this because at the time you're like ah, you yeah. know with everything that's happening and now you can just go oh I know it's going to come next I can just kind of luxuriate in and I know to go to, to the toilet when uh, when Andy Serkis, Andy Serkis does all is in these hospital. little. <laughs> Good time for a wee. Listen, if, you, if you're listening to this podcast and then going to see the movie, you can go for a wee then. We've already told you what you're missing out on. Um, another big uh, win for me in the film mm. is they didn't kill off the Riddler and they no. didn't kill off the Penguin. Like no. it is a, a fatal flaw in just about every superhero movie. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, we'll never know. Like, But it's a, it's, it will always be uh, once moving past the tragedy of Heath Ledger's passing is that we will never know how he was going to be incorporated in that third film because yeah, yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he would have turned up like um, like the Scarecrow, like some kind of weird... Yeah. Well, I always wondered if, uh, you know, we would have seen... We would have seen Batman and the Joker working. Like he has to work with him to oh, take yeah. down Bane or something like... something. Or, or go to visit him Hannibal Lecter style. Yeah, so like, yeah. What what would you do if you were this crazy person? Yeah, I Some, am that crazy person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so good. But uh, but this is great because I I do want to see more of this version yeah. of the Riddler because we kind of like he's he's once again he's he's like John Doe he's flavored all the way through the movie. You don't yeah. really get a couple of scenes with him. Yeah. Um, do you like how they catch him? Um, yeah. Or is that like so? The trailer fucking like the trailer. Yeah, like I mean, a trailer should never show anything from the last last I third know. of the movie, and for this, that's the last forty five. minutes. Do you know one of my <laughs> one of my favorite trailers in modern times has been the uh, trailer for the Winter Soldier with, which is just the scene of Steve Rogers fighting all those guys in a lift. Oh yeah, like it's yeah. and I would have been if you just showed me all those people in. Joker makeup, being terrified of Batman and then getting the shit bashed out of them. Yeah. Like, I would have been like, yeah, I'll go and see that film. Yeah, great. Like, that's all you needed to show me. That's all you needed to show me. I didn't need to see anything else from the no. film. And I, and I, and that's part of... Like, that scene in the hallway where he's getting shot at, which I keep thinking is... Like, this is a weird... 
<laughs> way to think about it. But for me, it feels like that scene in the first episode of Daredevil. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Where he's where it's just a, a locked off shot and he's just fighting different yes. people coming out of doorways. Yes, it's like that. But someone's turning the lights on and off. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's Johnny from Flying High. Yeah, I just thought I'd make it look better. <laughs> yeah, it's um. Yeah, well, I, I wonder if part of my, um, part of my, uh, my, the mildest of being slightly off with the ending comes from the fact that there was a point where I was like, I haven't caught him yet. Yeah. And like, and, and it's like, I only watched that trailer a couple of times yeah. and I, and I have not watched it for months, but the trailer opens on that. Yeah. So, oh, and also like the, we see, his face all dirty, which is from the last scene. It's from the last scene. The very last scene. Like, you know, so it's, it's, that's a little bit, like, be better with the trailers, people. Yeah. Be better with the trailers. Uh, I like that Patterson's Batman does a lot of work uh, not in costume. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, he goes about, even uh, at the end when he breaks, you know, gets into the Penguins uh, club. Yeah. He, he goes in. You know, just looking like a normal guy, you yeah. know, hovering about and it's... Um, I d- you know, one of my favourite um, things was, uh, I know this is a bit like off kilter, but when you say, you know, he did a lot of work in normal clothes, when he was in the Batman suit, it very much felt for me like what Alan Moore used to say. Like, if you were in a room with these people... yeah. It would be disquieting. It would yes. be who the fuck is this weirdo yeah. in this suit? So whenever he was in a room with police officers, and yeah. there, there were lots of people in a room, yeah. or whenever he was in a room, there were always hundreds of people there like, for some bizarre reason. Yeah, it's like a crazy amount. Yeah, and everyone looks disquieted. Yeah, everyone looks like this is uncomfortable for me. Yeah, this is I gross. I don't, I don't like being here. This guy yeah. is, and also like the. Not overusing the disappearing, like just like oh, right. I'm leaving now. Slowly walking down the corridor past a whole bunch of people. Like, yeah, I really enjoyed that for yeah. some bizarre reason. Well, he's uh, because he's kind of like a DIY Batman as yeah. well. Like, uh, you can uh, good use of um, like the sound in the movie is really good. Yeah, like, you yeah, can yeah. hear the leather oh, yeah, scrunching, the, the and feet like crunching on the ground. Yeah, yeah. and it also stinks. The movie yeah. stinks. Uh, the car feels like a, a good take on the car. Oh my like god, a, the car! Like 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 we like said Mad in Max. the last episode, where a nod to the sixties Batman of him walking vertically down the wall. Yeah, the car had the booster. Had the booster. The back. It yeah. was so great. It's just like it's not like you don't have to do too much to go. This is a Batman movie, right? Right. <laughs> well, you know, uh, there was a moment. Uh, that, you know, in the final uh, fight when it looks like Catwoman's going to be in trouble. Yeah. And, he's, and he takes a lot of... He takes a beating. Yes. Like, he takes a real beating in this film. Once again, feels, uh, feels a little bit Charlie Cox, Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we did see Bruce's, uh, uh, bruises on the, the Bruce Wayne, uh, uh, Christian Bale, Bruce Wayne, etc. Yeah. But um, the shot of adrenaline... Oh, yeah, that was freaky. And then uh, for a moment I was like, are we getting Morrison's Zuranar Batman <laughs> where he's just so full of adrenaline he just becomes this he becomes the pure uh acting version of Batman, yeah. not the one that can work shit out and yeah. it's uh ah. like I'd like to have seen like personally I'd like to have seen that happen a bit earlier. Like I'm totally yeah. up for 
Batman just pulling something out and going full Uma, Uma Thurman and, you know, just, <laughs> wow, shit, and just taking out a whole lot of assholes. It was, for me, it was kind of like a, it was like a Bane, like the comic book Bane. Yes, I'll the how, Venom. Yeah, he used yeah. to stab himself with the goo and go, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and go absolutely nuts. Uh, yeah, that was great. So, so should we talk, should we finish this with uh, the reveal of who... The Riddler is talking to in, in well, Arkham. according to the credits, it's unnamed Arkham inmate. Yes, who seems to have a pretty good sense of humour. Yes, and a bit of a mangled face. Yeah, very mangled face. Well, for a moment, I thought it might have been Harvey Dent. Oh yeah, I was terrified the- when I heard the voice. I was like, "Oh, please don't be Jared Leto." Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I'm so, well, <laughs> so set against him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he just. Um, yeah, like, you know, who knows? It's uh, The problem with the Jared Leto Joker is we never we never really saw him opposite the Ben Affleck Batman. And, no. And both of them were not great. And no. It's, and it's like you, you, like, you need to see those characters bounce off each other to kind of define this, what's going on This there. is the thing, that like that whole era was a lot of casting in search of a script. Yeah. A yeah. lot of casting in search of a script. Yeah. And just like, oh, yeah, they're a charismatic character. They'll be fine. It's like, they're an actor. Yeah. You're going to need some dialogue, mate. <laughs> yeah. Like some. Just a little bit. Just anything. Yeah. But I love I love all these people now talking about the David Ayer cut of Suicide Squad. Like, you know, I'd watch it. I would watch it. I'd probably hate it. Oh, I'd, like, I don't want it. But I would watch it. Like, if you, if you wanted to, uh, you know, bring it out, I'll give it a crack. Like, if Bright was anything to go by, it's probably as terrible. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't need to see that. <laughs> Um, but uh, it it's the um, the young Barry Keon. Is that how you pronounce his Keon, last name? Keon. Keon, uh, who was again the his, heartbreaking George his, in Dunkirk. He was an eternal. He's he's he, he's crossed the streams. From oh yeah. How dare he? Yeah. <laughs> sure one one of the good ones in the Eternals too. He's great. Uh, and also uh, uh, killing of a sacred deer. Oh, he's so good in that. Um, and he is he's. The, he is in an episode of Chernobyl that is... <laughs> the, the TV series that I have not been up for and now in the present uh, environment <laughs> think, oh, maybe I'll check it out. Like, um, like, just when you think Chernobyl could not be any more bleak, yeah. Barry turns up and absolutely fucking slaughters you. Yeah. Like, Great. he is... It is a brutal, horrific... Oh, Yeah. And... I, I would listen to the podcast um, of that, which is great. And yeah, the writer. With Craig Mason? Yeah. Craig Mason. Yeah, sorry. Craig Mason, the writer, yeah. is saying, like, uh, yeah, the, the truth of that is, like, there were all these things that happened, but I just was like, no one will believe that. Right. Was true if I put it in the script. So he just left a whole bunch of shit out, but you're just like, oh, man. Right. Um, but yeah, he's a great actor. Like, if, if he's going to play the Joker. Like that character in Killing of a Sacred Deer. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I, I buy that. Yeah, and this looks like you only see him in silhouette through a yeah. door, and uh, you he looks misshapen. He yeah. looks scarred. But also, the implication is that he's like because he's in there. Yeah, he's been out and done things before. Right. Because there's all these copycats. Like there's a whole gang of people who have their face painted almost Heath Ledger style. Right. Are they are they jokers or are they is that just Halloween? 
No, I feel like they're a gang. Like yeah. it's a gang because one of them is like not quite initiated because he's, oh, yeah. he's only got half, half a face. face. Yeah, yeah. Which is a weird like thing they do in Judge Dredd. Like you only get half a badge. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. That's what you were saying last night. He um, I, I for a moment I was wondering if that kid was going to get taken under the wing. You know. Oh yeah, like who's the kid now? Because that's Jason who's... Todd's uh, Batman origin, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So, what were you going to say? Oh, no, I thought it was like the kid, you know, the kid now who's like the other Batman and he wears the orange suit. What's his character's name? I don't oh, know. the signal. Yeah. Yeah, He's like right. a Robin, not Robin. Winston Duke or something like yeah. that or something I like that. I thought it was going to yeah. turn out to be him. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because he is, uh, from the very first time you see him, he's looks like he's uncertain about yeah. the whole thing and then when all of his mates get the shit kicked out of him. Uh, by the way, uh, it's, um, it feels... Um, Feels a little bit uh, Neil Adams' Batman. This is a Batman yeah. that can get hit and yeah. can get kind of smacked around a little bit as well. So he's, you know, it doesn't feel like Ninja Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's almost like he physically has feet of clay. <laughs> yeah. opposed to everyone else, you know, has metaphorical feet of feet clay. Of he's clay. like, no, I'm physically quite weak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also he doesn't look enormous. No. Like there's a, a whole weird shirtless detective scene. Um, right, which I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> he he looks fit, he yeah. looks good, but he doesn't look like you know Christian Bale is a monster in that first one. Oh yeah, well, he's too big. Yeah, like, you know, like for a while there, he looks like he's fucking he's Cake Man more than Batman. Oh. Like, <laughs> and I did I do love like the you know what's the point of doing all those push ups if you can't lift a bleeding log? Oh mate, like that look that is uh, this is a preference thing. This is not a criticism, but I I'm a big fan of millionaire Bruce Wayne. Yes. Like, I love that facade. I love, you know, I love... Uh, and I think, once again, Bale doesn't get enough credit. Like, I think yeah. it's, you know, him at the hotel. Well, anyone who dresses up as a bat mustn't be seen to me, you know. And then, <laughs> oh, I'm just going to buy this pool. hotel. You know, it's <laughs> like... And then when he bumps into Rachel, like, the when he clicks, like, then suddenly he's Bruce Wayne again. Yeah. Like, it's really, you know... Uh, and, you know, maybe that's a... So, maybe we'll see that in the next one. Yeah, maybe that's something that will come with time. Well, but although I'm happy for brooding, shitty Bruce Wayne. Well, it's interesting because... His parents have been killed. Well, as yeah, an orphan, I know, but... Raised you know, by a butler. Yeah, but by, you know, a slightly off butler. Yeah. Like a, like a butler who has trouble, who, you know... Who can't walk properly. <laughs> delivering a meal. But the... Um, <laughs> but the but it, it kind of feels like a reverse engineering... Uh, uh, like, I don't want anyone like, to think I'm being ableist, by the way. When I say he can't walk properly, I mean, he's got a, he's got walking, a walking stick. stick. Yes, no, no, no. <laughs> Good point. Um, the, uh, you know, it feels like we're starting at Dark Knight Rises, mm. Batman, and maybe we will work our way because uh, because the mayor keeps trying to get in touch with this Bruce yeah. Wayne. And keeps saying, you know, your family were philanthropists and he says at the start, I don't care about my name, I don't care about yeah. that stuff. And now that he's learned that he can't be... He can't be Vengeance Batman because he's not that far removed from Vengeance Riddler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has to be a, a kinder, gentler in, in some ways. Yeah. So maybe we will see more of, uh, you know, him defining his... Like, it would be fun in the next movie to see him working on his Bruce Wayne persona. Yeah. Now, every superhero movie has to have, like, a weird post credit sequence. Yeah. How do you feel about the post credit sequence for this? What the uh, the website? Yeah, yeah, I couldn't be fucked. Yeah, was I, that like? But was the implication that maybe that wasn't the Riddler 
running everything. Like there was someone on the uh, someone else on the other end of that computer. <sighs> or is it just a little bit of marketing bullshit at the end? What a good question. I thought it was marketing bullshit. <laughs> Um, but I'm just like, you know, because the Riddler's locked up now And if, you know, this film has not had any flashback It has not done anything in the way of Because that was a big thing with, um, you know, Nolan's Batman Is that it's all disjointed timelines It's, you right. know, that's one of the hallmarks of his filmmaking Is yes. that, you know, lots of times Different storylines dovetailing into the present Right. Uh, whereas this is very linear. Like this is the only time we hear about things from the past is in video footage, like a news story from the past or, you know, a very awkward conversation with a, a butler in a hospital bed. <laughs> 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 or uh, Zoe Kravitz going, he's my dad. Right, right. <laughs> um, that was about the only spoiler I think I did in the last episode was when I said, everyone turns out to be someone's dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like... Uh, <laughs> And uh, I have to say, I didn't mind the um, I, I didn't mind the reveal that uh, Selena Kyle's dad is Carmine Falcone. Yeah, I was. I thought I, that was good. Yeah, I'm I'm normally not okay with those things, but if the rest of the movie is amazing, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'm okay with that. No, no, I'm 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 fine with that. Uh, it also removes her one step from the hooker with a heart of gold trope because it's like, okay, her mum was a hooker with a heart of gold. Yeah, yeah, and she's now kind of got a callus and uh, is looking after herself and trying not to fall into that. Right. Uh, I'm, look, I'm d- sorry, I'm doing a... Uh, I'm doing a quick... It doesn't... It, no one's actually saying what that side opens up to, but well, uh, just doing my quick look. I, I think it's... Because um, uh, it was a flash. It there wasn't is even a, a proper... Yeah. However, that doesn't mean Reesley's viewers without a teaser for another instalment. There is a post-credits teaser that offers a clue that fans will have to pay attention to because it shows up and disappears rather quickly. Um, uh, yeah, I do, like I'm going to have to... Because I saw it go up mm. and I have to be honest, I was pretty tired. And, yeah, and it, I wasn't paying attention. And there was a... Um, uh, it was like a it was a website, wasn't it? It looked like. It was just very quick. It was just very quick. Um But you know, we never knew for sure that that was the Riddler he was talking to on the computer that time. Yeah. Interesting. Um Yeah. Or well, is the implication that, you know, one of those five hundred people can still do stuff. Is still, you know out there doing out stuff. There. Well it's it's interesting. A Riddler army. Yeah. Because uh, it does not feel like Gotham is in necessarily a better place. It no, feels like it's, it's actually underwater. it's underwater, and it feels like the city is suddenly discovering how corrupt it is. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Joker's been around, and yeah. uh, you know now that the Riddler is nearby, it's uh, who who did Hannibal Lecter. Uh, Migs is it oh, Migs? <laughs> multiple Migs. Multiple door. Migs. Maybe, maybe there's gonna. <laughs> when he goes to visit it, visit the Joker, he better watch out for what the Riddler might throw in his face. <laughs> That'd be terrible to get out of that cow. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's an interesting ending. Yeah, and uh, I, I definitely, I'm definitely keen to go back into this world. Like you know, after you saw the, the Ben Affleck Batman, you're like, you know, I'm like I'm fine. Yeah, like it's good. 
I you know what I miss is films that ended and just ended. Right. Like the most hint that we were going to get a sequel to Batman Begins was a playing card. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Like the film ended and it was like, yeah, that's that's it. Whereas this, you know, like there's got to be someone in the cell next to it. Right. There's, you know, you've got to have a, te- a forward tease to another movie. It's like a sequel is baked into yeah to this. It's well, you know, like the Dark Knight could have been this. Yeah, like the Dark Knight could have just ended that way, and yeah. you just go, "Fuck, that is a brutal ending to that story." Yeah, all three of those movies, and I mean, I think Nolan has said, you know, I never wanted to go back to any of them. Yeah, until I did. Yeah, but you know, make. Like I just I I and it's very much the marvelication of things. Like yeah. it's you know you've got to have a post credit sequence. You've got to have a, a character that turns up at the very final moments of the movie that is going to be part of the next three movies. And yeah, it's you know like I I've got plenty of good TV shows. Yeah, I don't need to pay thirty dollars to go and see a two and a half hour episode of a TV show that's not quite finished because yeah. there's another TV show coming in three months. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm fine. Yeah. I, yeah, I've got heaps of TV. Like, I've got too many TV shows. But that's the one thing, like, as much as I love that little final moment um, and that little casting reveal, Yeah, I was like, oh, I could have lived without it. I could have done without it as well. Yeah. But, you know, it's tasty. But, yeah. you know, it's like um, sometimes you don't need the after-dinner mint after a, yeah. a delicious meal. Yeah, like I'll eat it. Also, I gotta say, Matt Reeves has done something amazing by having three big villains in a movie. Oh yeah, which many people have tried in these films, and they always fall collapse under the weight of themselves. Yeah. Well, the um, like you know, in Spider-Man: No Way Home, the only way they get around it is by locking most of them up for. 80% of the film. Yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> geez, we don't quite know what to uh, do with all of these people. We'll put, uh, them, we'll put them in Doctor Strange's basement. Ah, <laughs> uh, here we go. Um, uh, then there's a flash of images, including what looks like a URL. We'll have to get the chance to slow the footage down for sure, but for now, we believe this is simply. Uh, the URL for El Rada Alada, the Riddler's oh, yeah. site that plays a prominent part in the film and featured in the movie's ARG. Is that ARG? Marketing campaign before the release. Uh, so the game is still ongoing with riddles to solve if you can follow that we don't expect to, it to lead to any radical reveals about plans for the movie sequels, which look to include Barry Keehan playing the Joker. Um, so that's... Uh, that's uh, Et Rada Allen... El Rada Alada. Yeah, so look, it's... Um, there you go. Oh, yeah. So it's... Uh, it is marketing There bullshit. you are. Let's play a game. Just me and you. You ready? Proceed, yes, no. Yes, three correct answers and the truth will be exposed. Let's get started. A man worth billions in a manner of speaking. Bruce Wayne. Like. It's, all right. It's even a joke. This is... Um, I knew you were smart. Thank you. That's there we why go. I this chose is you. The, <laughs> uh, the end is in the middle twice. Test your mind and try not to get baffled by me. The end is in the middle twice. The Daredevil? Yeah. <laughs> DD? Is that what that is? <laughs> no. Should we. Um, should the end we, is in the middle twice. Should we, uh, should we keep going while we're recording? Or no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's like D is in the middle. Twice. Yeah. But is that the end? Why is D the end? The end is in the middle. 
I bet there's people listening going, I'm not just going to give you the answer. Give it another try. Uh, no, I think it's in, in the middle. So, oh, this is like a cryptic crossword. And no, I, hate I, fucked, them. I hate fucking cryptic crosswords <laughs> as well. I would be, I'd be a very different version of Batman. I would be saying, Alfred, sort this out. Well, like you, Alfred yep. sorted out the cipher. And he did all work out the cipher. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's finish this up here. Uh, so uh, really enjoyed it. Like uh, pretty early on as well. I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm I'm getting this world. It's it's the world building happens very quickly. Uh, the opening murder is creepy. Oh, uh, horrific. And uh, Patterson's Batman is uh, compelling. He's compelling. Yeah. And uh, I think Matt Reeves is just a really accomplished filmmaker. Yeah, like, I think so too. And I think like maybe people have not paid that much attention to him because those Planet of the Apes movies were not Marvel films. They weren't right. DC films. They weren't, you know, big franchise movies, but yeah. they were huge big things. Yeah. Like they were massive films with a lot of moving parts. You know, he did an American remake of one of my favourite uh, European movies of all time, Let the Right mm-hmm. One In. And I had to review that when I used to do uh, reviews for Perth Radio yeah. for Bodica's Bunch. And I went in pretty... Cynical. Yeah, absolutely. And I went in and he won me over. And yeah. that's when I went, oh, you know what? Good work. You've... you've Stop me from being a, an asshole, and I've uh, thoroughly enjoyed this. So I, you know, I think he's a good choice. Yeah. For the film, um, what's which headline are you going to be the most annoyed by over the next few weeks when your algorithm spits it out? Oh, I don't even know. I, I, I Cameron James, who does the Total Reboot, asked yeah. me what it was like, and I said, "Just get ready for best Batman ever versus." Do we really need another Batman? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they will be the two headlines. They will be the two headlines. Uh, who, who do you think came out on top on this film? Robert Pattinson. Yeah, Pattinson's great. Yeah. Pattinson. And then Reeves. Yeah. And Giacchino just like quietly making magic there. Yeah. In the score. And uh, some more Zoe Kravitz. Like, oh, look. I would watch her in anything, to be honest. Good use of motorbikes. Motorbikes oh, are underutilized so in movies. Motorbikes. Yeah. More more motorbikes and, uh, you know, uh, we, we uh, you know what I'm up for now? Mm. I'm up for a, a Steve McQueen bullet-style car chase. Yeah. Like, less less with the explosions and more with the cat and mouse chasing through the streets. Yeah. But... Um, I mean, we got a little bit of that with the following Catwoman early in the film yeah. on the motorbike. Yeah. Which but I great. love that, you know, like, Reeves held off on having... The cape on the bike until the very end. Until the very end, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's what we want. Cape on a bat bike. Yeah, which always bothers me because I'm always scared he's going to get it caught. In the wheels. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the other thing uh, that I wanted to leave off on, which... Um, so, I had a full-on moment of deja vu. Mm. So, do you... I don't know if you remember this, but after uh, like quite a few months after The Dark Knight came out, mm. do you remember uh, I'd had a dream where I'd gone to see the next Batman film and I, I didn't dream seeing it. I dreamt talking about it afterwards and I couldn't see who I was talking to, but it was night time and the movie I'd just seen had been... It was set in a stinky uh, Gotham mm. and it was the Riddler as a serial killer and oh, wow. the rain and it 
it wasn't quite like this, but it was a heat wave. Yeah. And then the, the last third was the rain. And so I was having <laughs> quite a few... That's, uh, that's my favourite thing about The Dark Knight Returns, is that breaking of the heat wave. The breaking of the heat Which wave. And like, I was Whoa. like... Yeah, and I, I, I was discussing this stinky version of... Uh, yeah. that, And then, of course, we got The Dark Knight Rises and it was nothing like what I no. tripped about. <laughs> but it's like... Uh, then last night I was walking out going, oh, I'm having a little bit of deja vu. So <laughs> that was a nice feeling. Here's hoping that dream comes true where they finally make a cake that I can eat and not have diabetes. So... <laughs> Um, it's a very small cake. It's a very small cake. <laughs> it's a quick meal. It's a quick bite. Uh, thank you, you still for have to cut into slices. <laughs> yeah, I would like and share just, it around. Just share it around. Just uh, have this thimble full of cake and uh, yeah, that was delicious, wasn't it? Yeah. All right. Great. Um, all right. Uh, thank you very much for doing two podcasts. Oh no, that's fun. That's good. And funnily enough, you're back very soon with one that we've already pre-recorded, Ooh, which yeah. is. Uh, uh, with uh, Ben Elwood, it's our Space Podacy, and we'll be back with uh, a two-parter of Dread, Yay. which is great because it uh, altogether goes longer than Dread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where can people hear you at the moment? Uh, Adam Richard has a theory. I talk about Doctor Who. Yep. Weekdays. Um, <laughs> it's only ten minutes a day, and weekly I speak about Mariah Carey. <laughs> yes. In me, I am a memoir. The meaning of the meaning of Mariah Carey. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling that actually there are some of my listeners who would be right up for that. Sarah Bennett, I'm uh, thinking about you. So, thank you very much. Thank you to the fabulous Adam Richard for joining me on this two-part episode. I couldn't think of anyone better to see this movie with and have a chat with afterwards, so I appreciate the time he's taken out of his day to help me nail this. As I said earlier, uh, he'll be back on our Space Podacy feed, so keep an ear and an eye out for that. I reckon that'll be out in a couple of weeks. Thank you to Isabel, our Patreon subscriber for the episode. Uh, once again, thank you for all of your support and I hope you enjoyed this two-part episode. Remember to head over to Patreon if you'd like to access bonus work from me and if you would like to do some uh, blog reading. They're not terribly long, they just take up a few minutes, might be fun for when you're on public transport, etc. Head over to bigsquidpod.com and you can find some blogs over there. Let's finish today with a quote from Zoe Kravitz. When I think of my version of a role model, it's not about being the perfect Samaritan. It's just being out there and being honest and happily imperfect. Until then. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.